0: your boredom is over because we're just getting started here on most shows recapped and this week we are talking about ash versus the evil dead or ash versus evil dead and here are my co-hosts for the show here's josh wiggler antonio mazzaro guys how are you doing well
1: yeah What's we got to we got to chainsaw that the out of there we got to crush it like a deadite <laughs> yeah,
2: get that <laughs> right no out of there. articles that's it that's we're it done. that's it
1: and also
0: with us this week, an expert in all things the Evil Dead, or Evil Dead, however you want to say it, it's our great friend, the tabulator, Kurt Clark.
3: Kurt. How's it going? It's going great. I think this is the first time I've actually shared screen time with Antonio.
2: Is, yeah, that, is, is that, that true? It is. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah at least in the, it, within, this, within this realm, yes. We have yes. worked on some side projects together. But
3: <laughs> oh, man. Uh,
2: under it. different names.
0: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> all right, very excited to be back here live for most shows recapped here on Post Show Recaps. And this is an exciting episode, not just because we have Kurt here to talk about Ash versus Evil Dead, but also because this is the first episode of this podcast where we have our own dedicated podcast feed in iTunes. But can you guys believe it? What? No way. Prop
2: hands. This is fantastic.
0: Yeah, prop prop bomb uh, iTunes, because we are now located on iTunes as well. You could subscribe to the most shows recapped podcast feed in the iTunes store, go to postshowrecaps.com slash MSR iTunes, and we'll post the link, of course, on the show page on Post Show Recaps. And of course, we are here live on Blab. We are able to take your questions. Uh, you can do, post them in the chat room live. You type in slash Q to post your questions. We'll be able to take them as we go along to discuss uh, the new show on Stars Ash versus Evil Dead. How's everybody doing today? Doing great.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm, doing great. This is, uh, I'm really excited to talk about this. We've talked about a lot of stuff, you know, and most shows recapped, it's right there in the title, most shows, and we really have covered a pretty wide range of shows. But this is probably the most fun I've had watching anything that we've covered so far. Is Really? really? And this is coming from the guy who watched Scream Queens like a, t- a, t- a trillion times. I had to figure out who the killer was, Josh. I'm still working on that one. The How World many series times have delayed- you are
1: you up to with Scream Queens at this point? I've,
2: I haven't watched back through all of them yet, but the, the, the World Series really delayed my hunt for the killer in Scream Queens. I'm going to figure it. this out.
1: Yeah, I, hear, I hear it's thumbs down on Scream Queens right now. That's what people are saying
2: in terms of the ratings or just in general no, i,
1: I mean, hear that they're dragging stuff out i i haven't watched since our since our podcast but i i was reading an article the other day that was like hey scream queens either kill some people or tell us who the killer is uh so i don't know
2: wrong <laughs> that article is wrong how dare they but no i think there was only one episode since we talked and several characters did die no, that
0: episode. they're dragging it out yeah, yeah. how dare they <laughs> we right. talked like three or four weeks ago
1: about it they've only put one up yeah. <laughs> anyway, this is not about Scream Queens. Let's move along from squeam- Scream Queens. All right. Scream so let's Queens. talk about
0: Ash versus Evil Dead, the new series. I believe this premiered on Saturday on Halloween night. Is that correct?
1: That's correct. Yeah. Hell of a way to spend Halloween. I thought that was very fun. I like that. I like that Halloween premiere spot. That's good. That's yeah. great.
0: The first episode is also available on stars.com, uh, which I was able to uh, watch it at. Do you guys want to give or Kurt any sort of backstory on what Ash versus
3: Evil Dead is? Sure, it's it's kind of the the next installment in the Evil Dead franchise. Uh, you know, Sam Raimi wrote and directed the original movie. Bruce Campbell starred in it, and there's been the Evil Dead, Evil Dead Two, Army of Darkness, and then a, a reboot. Well, it actually supposedly actually not a reboot. Supposedly a um, kind of parallel storyline of Evil Dead. It was uh, done in 2013. Um, and now it's basically we're following Ash's journeys back from when he was in Army of Darkness. He's back in our world, and uh, he's
2: fighting deadites. This is crazy because it's sort of a classic cult horror movie, uh, the original Evil Dead, and you, you you get glimpses of it within this episode. You see the kind of the cabin in the woods kind of theme and everything that happens with that. That's part of the continuity, as Kurt was saying, of this series. It's the next iteration. But if you'd asked me, like, what TV shows are we going to see, or what movies are we going to see that are going to spin off into TV shows, this would not have been at the top of the list simply because it is such a cult thing. And I, I found it interesting because it, I did not expect to see them just pick right up with this character, and I'm really pleased with it. I'm really, I'm, I like, I really like the original source material. I'm a big fan. I wouldn't say I'm like the biggest fan, but I, I've, I enjoyed them every time I've watched them. And uh, so to have a show, it's very strange. I think it. Just think about cult, cult movies from the 80s or early 90s. They like, It's like having a Heathers TV show. It's really weird. Yeah,
1: yeah, but that would be like if the only thing that people really remembered Christian Slater for or Winona Ryder for was Heathers. Like It would have to be like that was the thing that defined them. And Evil Dead really defines Bruce Campbell mm-hmm. to this day. Bruce Campbell has done a bunch of stuff since Evil Dead, but he is synonymous with Ash Williams. That is him. Ash and Bruce Campbell are inseparable. Bruce Campbell, known as the king of the B-movie, he wrote a, a great memoir called If Chins Could Talk. Uh, and it's, it's basically about his adventures of weird stardom, like fringe stardom, and it all starts with Evil Dead. So this has been a franchise, as you said, a cult a cult franchise, a cult hit among people who really were very loyal to Evil Dead but it, it never went away. Uh, it never went away, and the threat of Evil Dead 4 was always hanging in the air, and it just never, ever really happened. So something was bound to give eventually. Uh, you know, in a lot of ways, I feel like Bruce Campbell has been Ash in, in many of his his shows and, and his movies. Um, that energy has still been with him, so I think that that character has really been alive, just not literally alive, just not literally active the way that it has been here. So something about this feels... Predestined. Um, the show aspect of it is a surprise. That's the only surprise. The fact that Ash is back is not a shock. The fact that Ash is the star of a 10-episode series on stars that is already greenlit for a second season, that's a bit of a stunner that's a bit of a surprise that that's the world we live in. But peak TV, I guess yeah. that's what
2: happens. That's right.
0: <laughs> but it feels like that every single franchise in all of entertainment like, is trying to reboot in some way. So it's not like the shocker of all time that we're getting some sort of Evil Dead TV series with Bruce
3: Campbell. Right. I think there's just so many things to pick from, though, that this, the fact that this was selected... Uh, did surprise me. I think to Josh's point, the fact that it came back as a TV show surprised me. Now, I,
1: I gave the From Dusk Till Dawn TV series a solid chance for three episodes. How did it- you watch that? I've been trying to figure out how to watch that forever. I can't figure it out. Where is it?
3: I actually have the, the channel that it was on on the uh, that it was that it aired on on TV, um, but I, I didn't stick again past three episodes. This I'm going to. I think, you know, stick with long-term. I mean, hold but. on a
0: second. Is Ash versus Evil Dead a potential victim of the Clark curse, something even more demonic than anything Ash has ever
3: dealt with? No! It's already okay. renewed. Already renewed for a second season. Okay. Oh, thank God. Yeah. And, and I think we've determined we've determined that I have to, think, podcast four times about something before the curse sets in.
1: So. Okay.
0: Evil Dead fans are saying, okay, Kurt, that's it. That's enough after this."
1: Yeah. We can yeah. we can boot people from the uh, from Blab, right? We can just kick someone out if we need to if things are <laughs> we're starting to get worried that Kurt's. Kurt's yeah, absolutely. We can't do
3: that. And he's and, already and, got uh, his Clarkson to us. Yeah, and to uh, Terrence's point in the in chat, yeah, there was the L Ray Network, uh, which was kind of a Hispanic American network. that had you know films by you know Robert Rodriguez on there and dual language content. So that that's where it had aired on the on the L Ray Network.
2: Yeah, L Ray yeah, still on, there. Yeah, yeah, they've got Lucha Underground, and every time I turn it on, there's some kind of kung fu movie on there or a Robert Rodriguez movie, like Kurt's saying. So if you have Directv and you have a pretty basic package, you probably have El Ray and don't even know it. It's in like the 350s.
1: Very early front runner, front runner for the hashtag basic package. Yeah, is that
0: a real slam of my Directv package that you're calling it basic?
1: Yeah, no, nothing basic about
2: it. Yeah, basic is, a, is is not a compliment in 2015, but uh, in this case, I'm I'm okay with it. I think uh, what ready? about
1: a Magnum package? That's what uh, that's what Ash has apparently. <laughs> no.
2: <laughs> yeah, what did you guys think about Ash's kind of uh, ritual there uh, with the cologne or the aftershave? And just come on, I mean, is that is that a come story on! that is that a story that he's feeding that this is the thirtieth? And I mean, where. Where are we with the continuity on this? Because we, I know that it's clear that Evil Dead is part of the continuity. It's clear that he doesn't have a hand. But, I mean, he didn't mention Army of Darkness, Evil Dead 2. That really didn't come up.
3: And right. It's hard to, it's hard to say. I mean, He's still, he still got the Oldsmobile, old so uh, yeah. there, there's that continuity. Um, but, yeah, there was no mention... Of, of anything from the movies other than the fact that he kind of knows what these things are these these right. deadites.
1: so so the thing is that evil dead is you know it's the first one in the series obviously it's ash bruce campbell and a bunch of his friends go to a cabin in the woods and monstrous stuff ensues because they read from the book of the dead and everybody basically doesn't make it out of there except for ash uh, evil dead 2 is a remake of evil dead uh, evil dead 2 is like Everything that was weird and strange about the first one is just amplified by a million in Evil Dead 2. They decide to go full slapstick, full B-movie for Evil Dead 2. And it's the same story, but streamlined, I think for budgetary reasons, where instead of a group of friends go to the woods, it's just Ash and his girlfriend. So there's no other friend character. Some other people roll up, but it just starts off very very simply that way. I think that the show is combining those two continuities because... I don't believe that Ash loses his hand in the first one, if I'm, if I'm remembering that right. Actually, the, the second movie, they kind of, they recap the first film, but
3: only with two characters. And the, the Book of the Dead had belonged to an archaeologist that was researching that. In right. the second movie, his daughter comes to the cabin. So he had actually made it out of the cabin, and basically more hijinks ensues. And in that case, he actually gets infected. It starts out with his hand, and he hacks right. off his hand with a chainsaw in the second film. And right. that's Because they got bit.
1: Because they yeah. got bit. He got bit. He was uh, was infected by the Walkers. Yeah. I
0: watched a great video called Everything You Need to Know About (laughs) the Evil Dead in about five minutes on YouTube by IGN. Was this a Comic Book Girl 19?
2: It wasn't IGN? It wasn't Comic Book Girl 19? No, she should have done one also. Very educational about the whole story.
1: Yeah, but I don't don't know what the deal with it exactly is, uh, but I don't believe that the people that are making Ash versus Evil Dead have the rights to Army of Darkness. There is a, a separate rights oh. thing going on with Army of Darkness. So Army of Darkness specifically, and the things that happened specifically in Army of Darkness, him going back to, whatever, it was 1300 AD, uh, I think that we assume that all of that happened to Ash, but it's not going to be explicitly talked about on the show. So basically, the setup for the show is, once upon a time, Ash dealt with some crazy deadite bullshit, and now he's dealing with it again. Uh, And that's really all you need to know, and it's some mishmash of Evil Dead 1 and 2, and some Army of Darkness vagueness, but nothing specific from that.
0: But I do think that, tonally, I think it does tap into some of this stuff from the Army of Darkness, because we had where that movie i believe starts to get into ash working at the electronics store the s mart and so he is he's there and he's like trying to like tell people about these amazing sort of adventures that he's been on and nobody really cares about his glory days it's sort of akin to somebody like talking about their high school football stories like right. at, at your office and you really don't care about what they were doing but it really was the most important thing in their lives and i almost feel like the same sort of thing for Ash here in Ash versus Evil Dead that we see Ash trying to fit into a girdle, trying to sort of like pick up on women and they're not really impressed with him. But the fact that the demons are starting to reappear almost gives Ash's life purpose and meaning. And I think that he's almost happy to a degree that this is happening again.
3: Yeah, the, the, the tone has completely shifted 180 from the very first movie. And the first movie was a gore fest, supposed to be a horror movie. In the second film, it was kind of a mix of that, but they started to introduce some comedy, and Army of Darkness was pretty much a comedy. And you do see just like in Army of Darkness, Ash kind of starts off this the show as being kind of that that goofball uh character with not a lot of class. <laughs> um but he does come into his zone. But he's he's back on that comfortable ground and kind of kicking ass again. By the time you get to the the end of the the end of the first episode,
2: yeah, it's funny because that's sort of encapsulated by the fact that the Book of the Dead is kept under. He's got a trunk, yeah. and there's porn, uh, and there's all these other like sad kind of living a trailer by himself, middle aged man kind of things. Uh, and then there's the Book of the Dead underneath yeah. all of it. So it's like let me unravel all these layers of suck that have entered into my life since I was dealing with this book but i gotta i mean rob he seems pretty successful with the ladies at least at the beginning here i don't know
0: yeah it does seem like he's able to go and pick up the woman at the bar but then the woman who's working the young woman who's working uh, in the store uh and i forget what her character's name was that her kelly t- yeah kelly yeah. kelly you know he's like trying to pick pick her up and she's like you're gross get away from me and it's not until that he you know uh you know takes out a ton of demons right in front of her that now all of a sudden she seems to be uh, at least somewhat you know romantically interested in yeah. ash and i thought that he's he
1: like oh, i told you it'd cross your I, mind i
2: tackled yeah. laughing at that part i absolutely tackled because she actually says who are you like after she's seen it and then he immediately is like told you it would cross your mind like that is all it's on his mind is like yeah i know i'm a badass like this is the way this plays out yeah, uh, I know how this is going to work. So I, I really did. I laughed so hard. at. That.
0: But I really love that element to it, where it's like the rest of the world sees him as this loser up until the point where he has to end up, you know, battling these uh, these demonic forces. And then all of a sudden he's sort of like James Bond in this world.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's a, it's also classic Ash, the way that the demons ended up getting uh, summoned in terms of he's got a woman back in the trailer. She's really into poetry. So he pulls out the Book of the Dead
1: and starts... I know a guy who's into poetry. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, exactly. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, I heard he was reciting poetry on our American Horror Story podcast this week.
2: Oh, nice. Yeah, oh, good. yeah that'd be great. But yeah, I'm with you, Kurt. Like, yeah, he's just, oh, well, let me show you. And then there's a bag of drugs in the book. Like, uh, oh, yeah, I forgot about this, this bookmark. I forgot what it was like last time I read this thing. Uh, yeah, and he's just kind of this sad sack trailer park. Obviously, he works in a of a low-end job, although that warehouse is bigger than the store itself, so that's pretty funny.
1: Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I mean, I think uh, it's funny. The, the inciting incident of this show, you know, Ash had his Army of Darkness experience back in 1992. It's 2015 now, and in all of those intervening years, I guess nothing really extraordinary happened for the guy. Uh, and then we're supposed to just be totally on board with the fact that one night he just got really bored and decided to show off to the woman he brought back to his trailer with The Book of the Dead just in a night of, like, stoned passion. Uh, and that's yeah. going to be, like, the big reason why all of this madness is happening. That's the kind of show that we're getting into. And if yeah. you can't get on board with just how absolutely stupid that premise is, you're not going to like this show. Me, personally, I love how stupid that is. Yeah. I think that's I mean, spectacular.
3: Yeah. I mean, it harkens back to Army of Darkness, where the entire movie hinges on the fact that he can't remember the third word when he's trying to recite right. the... Yeah, definitely an N-word. <clears throat> uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no kn- kn- tie. Yeah. So it's 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 nice to see that similar kind of style back again. You know, yeah. for me, I actually felt
0: like that's the part of the show that I really, really loved, and I felt like all the stuff with Bruce Campbell I thought was just incredible, and I was like cracking up, laughing through most
3: of his scenes. It's all the stuff without Bruce Campbell that I thought was the biggest problem with this show. Yeah, it's weird to have a supporting cast, and not just a supporting cast. But one that is having separate storylines outside. I mean, you've got uh, you know you've got his coworkers, uh, but then you've got I think her name's Amanda, the cop, uh, who experienced something completely different with a deadite in another house. Um, so it's it, it's it's strange to have this be kind of a uh, ensemble show in some way. Right. Well, and that's
2: that's sort of the casualty of taking what would be an, a normally like an hour and forty minute movie and turning it into a ten episode series is you're going to have some of these side stories, and you're going to have some of these things that are dragged out. Hopefully, they uh, they find ways to make them really, really funny or play a lot better than I think we seem to all be in agreement that this first episode, maybe that's the the part we didn't like as much. But uh, there's it's going to happen. It's a 10-episode TV show. It can't be all Bruce Campbell all the time. Uh, I guess it could, but I just don't see that that... I, I, it doesn't seem to be that the show that they're making, it seems to be that Maybe these people are going to meet up at some point. and Clearly, uh, their battles against evil will probably find a way to uh, dovetail together. But until then, we have to establish these other characters from the jump.
0: Because I also felt like the stuff with the other characters, I didn't even feel like they were going for comedy in those scenes. I thought that they were almost on a different show. I felt like the you know police were sort of like playing it straight. I no, you, agree. I agree yeah. completely.
3: Yeah, it's almost like we say that Bruce Campbell is the, the only continuous character. But if you almost look at, there's a consistent feel to the deadite characters throughout, you know, starting in throughout the entire run of, of shows. Uh, So kind of this, this mischievous, evil, cackling character, we see, you know, Carson, the policeman take the song when, but it's almost like a similar thing infecting all these people. And that characterization carried through, uh, I think, I think is actually really well done. And and to your point, the whole thing in the house with, with, with the cops, um, great scare scene, but can also very consistent with the evil dead tone.
1: Yeah. Uh, I think that, I think that's great. I mean, it's a little distracting when you have Lucy Lawless, who's on the show, who's super recognizable. And you know, you've got Xena, the warrior princess is now going to be hanging out on Ash versus evil dead. And in theory, that's awesome, but she's done absolutely nothing yet. You know, she's in a diner scene. She's she, there's no stinger or anything of like why she is interested in Amanda, who has experience with deadites. Now you have to assume that this character that Lucy Lawless is playing has dead-eyed experience, but there's absolutely no follow-through in the pilot episode. So it's a little strange. We'll see where that goes. It's not the reason I'm watching the show. I mean, I, I, I have enough love for Ash and everything that Sam Raimi did with Evil Dead that I'm on board with it enough that I'll give it a shot. But um, it's, I, I think that you summed it up, Rob. I think it feels like a different show, that stuff.
0: Yeah. I almost feel like that if this show was a half-hour show... it is it's all oh it was just the first episode was an extended yes okay
1: so i thought this was it was it was a 42 minute premiere or 45 minute premiere and every episode from here on out is going to be a half hour so it's not your. you know that's the good move yeah it's not your normal like we got to spend 55 minutes on you know this prestige tv show every week it's a half hour show it's basically a sitcom you know, with a lot of blood.
0: Because that was going to be my big note that I said, like, I don't think this is an hour long show. I think if you're going to be comedy, I think this is 30 minutes get in, get out every single week and have some sort of like wacky stuff going on. Great.
1: They got your, they got your memo. They, they heard you loud and clear. They opened the book of the Rob and that was the word that came out. And it's going to be 30 minutes every week. I think yeah. that's great. 40 minutes even was a lot. And I think that any more than that would be way too much in this format, at least.
0: I'm going to delete this email in my drafts to Sam Raimi. Yes. Yeah, Yeah, if anything, that
2: that extra 20 minutes is probably what they use to introduce some of these other characters and uh, so that you didn't have to delay the the forward motion of the story in the next episodes by having them pop up scene after scene. We probably spent upwards of 20 minutes kind of getting into what they're there for uh, so that this next episode really we can hit the ground running and we can do 24 minutes, a couple of scenes with these characters we've established already and we're we're really ready to go. Yeah.
0: Let me let me ask you guys uh what did you think of the effects on the show? Did you feel like that they were albeit not great, but did you feel like it did not take you out of it because it was sort of uh you know in in the legacy of the lousy effects from the entire Evil Dead franchise.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I would have liked it for it to be a little bit more practical uh, in terms of like the the scene of like take the end of it, for instance, where he has the chainsaw on and Vivian is like flying through the air at him. and he, I mean, it's so great and the moment is so funny and ridiculous, just the visual of this you know Deadite granny sailing through the sky at Ash and him just, you know, cleaving her head off. It's so funny that you can forgive it, but I, I do wish that there was a little bit more of a practical thing, because the the computerized blood really is noticeable. And I think that on a show that is, you know, that has its roots in Evil Dead, uh, which was so just over the top, spray blood on your face, gross. I wish that there was a little bit more of that. But it's tempered by the visual gag for me. And it's tempered by the fact that the Deadites, you know, just look hilarious. You know, uh, th- that's that's good enough for me, but I don't know. I'm curious to get to your guys' take.
2: What about you, Kurt? I have some thoughts on it for sure.
3: I, I think the. I mean, I'm fine with the the visual effects. I think if if anything, you like Josh said, it would have lent a little bit more authenticity to the kind of the Evil Dead lore if they you know go for some actual go for some actual blood. When this was when you know Evil Dead was made back in in eighty one, it they used the real stuff. Keep keep using the real stuff. It is probably less expensive.
2: Wow, yeah, yeah they use actual human blood oh, wow. <laughs> um, mm.
3: that explains um, why all
2: those uh, deadites came back in the other movies
3: but i think I think, I think like the, the strange the strange awkward movements of the characters and the camera strange. zooms and the you know <laughs> people very obviously moving on dollies um I, I think that's also just kind of you know part and parcel to the the evil dead feel so I actually I'm kind of liking the, the the editing approach and the camera shots and and how things are shot from the perspective of movement and I, I think they're doing a good job keeping to the authentic look and feel of the originals.
2: Yeah, Rob, you mentioned the stars.com, the, the, the website the show was available there. I actually, I'll give them a free plug, watched on the Stars app, uh, which had like one and a half stars uh, itself in the iTunes store. So uh, you would think an app called Stars might have more stars, but no dice. Uh, they had some behind the scenes footage uh, from the episode, uh, just a couple, like maybe three or four minutes, but it actually showed some of the practical effects that were in this first episode, one of which was the head turned around they actually mm-hmm. had kind of a rig worked up so that the actor's head was pitched forward, and there was a fake head that they spun around. Uh, so that was practical. Uh, they, you know, there was another scene of a decapitation which was practical, but they showed a really gross, gory close-up, and there was a like just stri- uh, string, like rig wire uh, on like part of it, so that they could move it around and make it look like it was uh, kind of pulsating. It was very gross. So they they did, I think, do more practical than even I thought. When I watched the episode, until I watched that behind the scenes, I thought the same things that you guys thought. It would be interesting to see on a rewatch if, uh, not that, not that I'm saying everyone once you go rewatch everything we talk about. I feel like I'm always saying that, but um, but yeah, on want rewatch it. Would be interesting to see if maybe some of the effects were more practical than we realized at first glance.
0: Yeah, I really underestimated just how funny the show was going to be. Also, I just think that like like the scenes with Ash, like especially that that opening scene of him going to the bar is particularly funny. Uh, him talking to his boss at the electronics store uh, is really is really funny. Even him yeah. with the with the light bulbs and uh, you know, hey Ash, move this box. The light bulbs don't break any. smashing the
1: pots in his face No, he
0: really is great with just like the physical comedy also for a big guy like he really does a good job with that yeah
1: and he's just got like a really emotive face you know just like and just like the way that he like he'll wink at you and he's just like looking sweet he just everything that he does is just unbelievable he's he's perfect he's been waiting forever to be this guy again you know he's been this guy in so many other things spiritually but he's actually this guy again and you could just tell he's having a blast. Bruce Campbell's just crushing it. So, it's it's so good to have that character back. I think another thing that's great about Evil Dead is um Deadites can just be anybody almost at any time it seems. Like I don't know what the rules of that are. I don't know what the rules are for like why Vivian is all of a sudden a deadite. But there's there's something great about just the random aside characters uh that you just look at them And you know, just like looking at like the shape of their face, like, oh, that person's going to be an amazing deadite. That person is going to look so great when they suddenly turn into a monster. Like even the, the woman at the bar who only has that quick moment where she's like, we're coming for you. Uh, but like you would just tell like there's something about like the cheekbones and just the way that they look. It's like, oh, that person's going to be an incredible deadite. And the moment that you see Vivian, the old lady, when he's telling her to like soup up the RV and get it ready for him to leave when he's done with work, <laughs> mm-hmm. which is just so perfectly ash to begin with. You just know that woman is turning into a deadite. So that's that's something, you know, I was on mole patrol with 24. I'm on deadite watch when it comes to which, ash versus evil. Which
2: one of the four of us is the best deadite, Josh? Ooh,
1: who's the best deadite? Hmm. Tough call. Uh, I think Antonio is making a case right now. He's making faces. You look like, I be don't know. how. I
2: don't know what a deadite does. Maybe I don't know. Uh, shut up. Tim says, Kurt, I'm, I think I might be on team Kurt as well.
1: Kurt could be a good deadite. Wow. Kurt, do you have any
2: He's idea what make Deadites? do you know where, where, where this comes from or how this works? No,
3: I was, that's one of the questions I just kind of have throughout the series. It's that it seems that I mean, people don't have to be bitten. I mean, you know, um, Ash does get bitten in, in Evil Dead Two, and he kind of his hand starts to go bad, so he cuts it off. Uh, but it seems like even then, it, it can this being can just inhabit whoever it wants to. Uh, maybe it's because he summoned it. He summoned this force that he has more immunity to it. I, I don't think it's a sheer force of will that he's able to block it out because it's Ash. But uh, <laughs> that, that's something that's kind of uh, kind of left to our imaginations. I think we're not quite sure of the the rules that govern what this thing can inhabit or
1: not. I have a question, and it's for Rob. Yes. And Rob, last week when we were talking at the end of our Halloween episode of Mo Shows Recapped, you mentioned that you have history with the Evil Dead. (laughs) Could you share with us what your history with the Evil Dead is? The year was
0: 2004, Josh. And I had been invited to attend the Montreal Just for Laughs comedy festival with a, a couple of acquaintances of mine. Uh, I believe Kathy Vabrick O'Brien had made a connection. and she, KVO
1: would be a great deadite, let me just say, <laughs> off the
0: top. And she invited myself and her good friend, uh, Xi'an Huang, to attend the 2004 Montreal Just for Last Comedy Festival. And uh, it was a uh, very nice stay up in Montreal. And we got to uh, go to a bunch of different events that are up there. Uh, very nice festival. And one of the things that we were invited to was to attend. It was like some sort of like one of the first nights they were doing a screening of the evil dead musical. Okay. And one of the things that they do in the evil dead musical is if they have any sort of like the guests or VIPs that they bring them into the final act, they sort of like in the, in the show. And it was like this whole production of basically like, you know, the retelling of the evil dead as a musical. And then they, you know, dress you up as one of the, you know, evil demon zombies. And for me, you know, it's one thing to go to the show; that's fine. And then I don't want to be
3: a demon. Rob doesn't like to participate.
0: Yeah, I don't want to wear. <laughs> we don't I don't want to wear makeup. I don't want to be like you know. I I, I don't want to you know wear the demon costume and come out and get the. But the people I I was with, Kathy and Shean they got they were first off they were so loaded and then they were and they were so into like oh my god this is the greatest moment of our lives they were so into it and they were all like demoned up and in the makeup and i was like as soon as we did our thing i couldn't wait to get back to like can somebody get this off me i, I don't want to be <laughs> but i don't want to be a demon and so I was very upset about the I wouldn't say very upset, but I, I just wanted to go back and like I'm, I'm like, you know, I'm in I'm in Montreal. I'm in this I'm in this great city. I could be talking to all these people. What am I doing dressed up in a demon costume in a play in the walk in uh, the Evil Dead musical? And they were so into it. They wouldn't even take off the demon makeup. They went back out. They went back to the hotel and, and back out in Montreal wearing and dressed as, as the Evil Dead demons.
1: <laughs> they were loving it suddenly your hatred for she makes so much more sense to me <laughs> <laughs> suddenly it makes so much more sense why you're so she
0: angry all the they time. were fine there was no uh there was no uh animosity but i'm just like really like well, we could be going to these but we could be going to bars we could be doing all these different things we're at the montreal comedy festival and we're dressing up as demons in the evil dead musical
2: <laughs> don't you ever do anything things just for laughs rob come on like, yeah, was, i didn't think that was that funny
1: It's killing me now.
2: (laughs) You could have made it really, you could have paraded them around town and like sought donations for your sick friends. Like, my friends have problems. I don't know. There's a lot you could have done with this. And plus, it's a French Canadian city. So there's, there's language issues that could, come, that could pop up. I mean, mm-hmm. maybe the demons only speak French. I don't know. I, it, I think that's really. Did you used to go to, when you were in upstate New York, Rob, did you go to Montreal? No, when you I never like, went up there. Be um, careful
1: about that, Antonio. Let's yeah. not go too far down that
2: road. Oh, I <laughs> forgot about that. Because I, I love Montreal and I went up there. I went to Niagara
0: Falls a bunch of times, but uh, not uh, to uh, Montreal from uh, th- where I was in uh, Oswego.
1: That's so every, funny that they yeah, turned you into a yeah, yeah, but it was a
0: fun it was a funny show too. The walking I I don't know what they ultimately ended up doing with it. I did try to find pictures from that night, because they believe me, they were taking a bunch of pictures. But I, I did like a Google image search and I
1: couldn't find it. Could I do think, you think KBO might have any or or Sheehan? It's possible. Let's reach out. Let's find out. Yeah. And I think it's currently playing. Uh, last time I was in Vegas, I think that
3: Evil Dead the Musical is playing at Planet Hollywood. Um so anybody going to Vegas could probably check it out. And maybe get pulled on stage.
1: Was this the wear, kind of thing where they them. made people in the front rows wear uh, like ponchos to to cover them from the blood the splash zone? Yeah, yeah.
0: It was also the kind of thing where then they like they like tailored like the like the last line to be like, "Oh, the tribe is spoken," like something oh, like that. Now that's
1: dumb. That's dumb.
0: Yeah, and like like.
1: <laughs> yeah so that's not my thing also why you're so good at a zombie impression
0: yes i've been practicing
1: and on on the stage for many years you were trained so, by the by the montreal
2: theater yes so, so that incident didn't sour you on the the evil dead franchise as a no, whole
0: though. no i had no no issue with it and actually uh, one of the other uh jokes that i really liked uh from from this was uh when uh, Ash hits on Kelly at the uh, the store, and uh she basically like uh, you know turn, turns him around and says, "Hey, like if you touch me again, you're gonna need another prosthetic hand." And he sort of like drills down, like I'm I'm gonna need another one, because you're gonna give rid to this one, or I'm gonna need one for the other hand.
2: Yeah, can we yeah. do like a prosthetic hand power rankings? Is this better or worse than the giant metal hand on the king's What
1: about Buster Bluth? Yeah. We also have
2: Buster Bluth with the yeah. hook.
1: Are we are we Ding Mary killing uh, the these hands? Luke Skywalker, Luke Skywalker is good. I think Luke Skywalker. I think the chainsaw hand is pretty tops. That's yeah, pretty it's that's hard, that's hard to pretty be high the chainsaw. Knowledge.
2: Hard to be chainsaw
1: hand.
2: That was a great moment when, when the chainsaw finally when the yeah. kid manages to flip the chainsaw across the room with his foot uh, and you just know it's going to land right on the hand yeah, on, yeah. on Ash. It's fantastic.
3: Yeah, that's with that's the great. chainsaw and the boomstick appear within like twenty seconds of each other, like okay, we're back.
1: So that's a question I have. Uh, those are his iconic weapons from Evil Dead and Army of Darkness, and they are both broken out by the end of the first you know, 40-minute episode. We've got nine more to go this season. We've got another season that's already been ordered by stars. Is it too much too fast, or would it have been disappointing not to see those things right away, and where do we go from here? I, I think it would have been disappointing not to at least close the the pilot
3: with, with those making an appearance. I think everybody who's watching is looking for some sort of references to tie back. I know that, you know, shut up. Tim mentioned it. And I mentioned, I was thinking it as well as, you know, where the hell is smart? You know, the fact that they isn't tied directly to army of darkness. It's uh, an army of
1: darkness thing. Yeah.
3: Yeah. uh, Answers that question. But like, it's little things like that. I think almost like when he was attacked by the little dolls in the back of the uh, warehouse, it reminded me a lot of when the mini ashes were attacking him in the windmill in Army of Darkness. So there are little things that were kind of referential, it seemed. Um, but I think, yeah, the, between the chainsaw and the boomstick, you had to have those make an appearance.
2: I, I do like how, even though he seems to have maybe put this life behind him a little bit, his trailer was so kitted out. Like he steps on a button on the floor, and the boomstick just pops <laughs> out of the ground, and he's got his whole gear bag just ready to pop up. He's got a couple of different curtains he pulls back, and everything he needs is right there. Uh, I, I just, I really did like that. So even though he's got the Book of the Dead just kind of cast aside with porn and drugs in a trunk, uh, he's got the weapons like properly ready to go loaded up and just ready for anything that could happen and so you got to imagine me-
1: that he had that he, he had done that trick before, like he yeah, I was gonna say, on the part party he thinks he's
2: done this before yeah. he's practiced:
1: He'd he bring people back to his trailer and he would, put, he would hit the button, he'd show them the boomstick. They'd be like,
0: "Oh my God, you saved him." Let's take a question from uh, shut up Tim who wants to know. Do you guys think that the show will stay in the current time period, or do you think that we might see Ash travel back in time like an army of darkness?" And I guess the follow-up question would be, if so, then to what time period?
1: Ooh. What time yeah. period? Indeed, the
3: future. What's the, uh, What's the, well, flow? the I mean, yeah.
1: yeah,
3: well the the time portal was opened up at the end of uh, the second movie to suck the deadites away from the you know, the cabin and the world. So I mean, I don't think it will happen during the episode. But if it's, if they're looking for a bridge of something to do in season two, you could potentially maybe see it as a as a cliffhanger or some some uh, you know we this got rid of them before. Let's
2: try it again. But I don't see that happening in the middle of the season necessarily.
1: That'd be a great segue to season two, though, for sure.
2: Yeah, yeah, and then you could take it back, and I mean, you could even turn it into a spoof of uh, of shows that are currently airing. If you wanted to go with the thirteen hundreds kind of uh, courtly time period, if you want, like the Middle Ages or Dark Ages, uh, you could kind of play in that time period. You could go further back. Uh, you could go. Either really, the the, the doors open. Well, I mean, the, stars. The ice Age. What's what are some of the other shows that are on? Because can anyone name any other stars? You have the
0: app. What are you asking us for? Well, yeah. that's what I, I
2: just wanted to know, like, what are some of the other stars <laughs> and shows that are out there? The only one I know is Blunt
3: Talk with Patrick Stewart, but uh, <laughs> um, I don't, I don't see, I don't see it going. You
2: know, is that hits marijuana show? Yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, Think have Outlander, and I know Outlander is that is a time travel show. That's the only one. I was thinking of, and that is a time travel romance kind of thing where woman is stuck in two worlds, and uh, you've got that kind Let's, of kickback to the Game of Thrones era. So, if they wanted a, if they wanted some synergy, which I know is big on television sometimes,
1: Outlander versus it. The Evil it. Dead, Outlander
2: versus Evil Dead, was, they could do it. Was Black Sails a pirate show that was on? Was that
3: on Stars? Uh, that, yeah, that sounds familiar. Yeah, that sounds familiar.
2: Yeah, that'd be yeah. good.
3: Let's
0: see. I just,
2: I don't know how their, um, I don't know how their, their kind of stars is an interesting original network. Like, I don't know how a lot of their programming works. I think that, um, black sales, uh, was, I mean, people said good things about it, but I don't know if people, I mean, I don't know what the audience is like for any of these shows. And I know outlander is, is a fairly popular book series. Uh, and I know a lot of people that do watch that particular show, but I guess it'll be interesting to see if they try to do any kind of network branding or if there is any kind of uh, tie in there, because if you've got black sales and outlander, uh, then maybe you've got something going there.
0: What about survivor's remorse? I feel like that's one that I always hear about.
2: I haven't heard about that one. Josh, you know yeah. anything about that one?
0: Shrugging my shoulders for the people not watching the blabs. I have not. <laughs> All right, they've also got, uh, coming in 2016, The Girlfriend Experience. Hey-oh. Oh, yeah.
1: Ash versus The Girlfriend Experience.
2: I think Ash has probably paid for that before. Yeah, that sounds
3: great. I think probably.
2: Or worked his way in, just uh, kind of backdoor.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Earlier, Earlier, Josh, you were talking about the title. And not a, not a fan of it. Uh, Yeah, I mean, Ash versus Evil Dead, I feel like they could have done better. I think it could have just been straight up Evil Dead, and that would have been fine. Um, Ash versus Evil Dead. There's just something that's a little... I don't know. It just feels a little clunky. Yeah,
3: because yeah. like, at one point, I mean, there were there were rumors going that there was going to be an Ash versus Freddy versus Jason movie, like sometime in the past, you know, decade. Uh, that that never ended up seeing light. So I'm wondering if if they're just kind of tied somehow, some way to this idea. It has to be Ash versus something.
0: Can we go around the horn and uh, come up with uh, a, a suggested new title for the show? Ooh, the
1: yeah. Vinci's
2: demons. The Vinci's Vin- Vin-
1: demons. <laughs> demons That's good. That one already exists. Exam- yeah. All right. Kiss uh, my ash would be all right. Kiss my issues. Nice. I'm going to go with uh fear the evil dead. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's the spinoff. They haven't started that yet. When this is a big hit. That's going to be the, the Lucy
1: Lawless uh, show.
2: Yes, and then we'll have a show about the show. Well, it'll be called what? Talking Evil Dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Kurt,
3: you have one? Boomsticks and trailer parks. I'm not really sure.
2: <laughs> I think that one's on okay. MTV already. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's
1: great. That's
0: All right, really so funny. you can check out more of Ash versus Evil Dead uh, this Saturday night. Uh, do we know the time? Uh, I believe it's a nine PM. Who think? watches TV at a certain time? Just set the, D- set, the, D- yeah. the set the DVR. Set the DVR. Set the DVR. Okay, good stuff. All right, uh, is there anything else that we uh, want to
3: tackle uh, this week? Let's see if people were enjoying Ash versus the Evil Dead. Something to check out um, on Netflix: a Canadian show, Todd versus the Book of Pure Evil. Uh, it's kind of a, a fun little. Comedic uh, two season show uh, set in the high school, but it's, it's kind of got a Necronomicon sort of feel. Every week, uh, the the Necronomicon, the, the the Book of Pure Evil, basically sucks in somebody from a different clique in the high school, and then Todd and his friends have to basically battle it. So it's uh, very uh, adult humor, but uh, pretty funny. So I, I'd recommend checking out a few episodes of Todd versus the Book of Pure Evil. That Todd sounds great. Todd versus the
2: Book of Pure Evil. That's interesting. Is Todd Margaret the versus
3: the Book of Pure Evil. <laughs> no. <laughs>
2: Is this uh, is this currently airing as well, and it's also on Netflix, or what's the?
3: It's, all, it it's a It hasn't been. Canadian show? It was a Canadian show. Um, I, I'm not. I believe it's on. It was on Netflix streaming for a while. It might just be on disc rental. Um, quickly taking a look, but uh, I did watch it through through Netflix. Uh, like I said, it was just. Uh, it was just two seasons, um, and it looks like it might just be disc rental now. You can find it.
2: I had it's interesting because I there's I mean there the Necronomicon the Book of the Dead like this is a this is an H.P. Lovecraft this is a right. thing that is talked about in a lot of different works but I actually played there was an Army of Darkness app where you would uh, it was a game and you were Ash and you had the chainsaw and you had the shotgun and it was just kind of an endless horde of uh, deadites that would come at you uh, and you could get other people to support you and kill them I had a lot of fun with that uh, a couple years ago so if that's still out there and you enjoy playing games. Uh, app games it's, it might be worth checking out you might have some fun with it as well
1: app versus evil dead how was the evil dead uh reboot received not great not yeah great. not great and, you know it was really wasn't it it was very hard horror and it was like unflinchingly disgusting without the humor uh you know it was like let's just take and what it was shepherded in by Raimi and those guys but it was just it was very tonally it was really dark I don't think that that's what people want. I think that people want, you know, they want Ash to be on the show picking up chicks at at a bar who are, you know, should not be going into the women's bathroom with him. You know, like that's that's what's that's what's good. That's what's great about it. So I think that Evil (laughs) Dead, you know, I'm seeing in the in the chat, Taryn Armstrong saying I thought it worked and and maybe it works on its own as a horror thing. But as an Evil Dead, you know, it's that's not what Evil Dead is. Evil Dead is stupid. And it's and that's why you love it. It's got to be great because it's so dumb.
2: Okay. Oh, I saw you said it was needlessly dark and uh it was I thought you were referring to Spider Man three.
1: Oh
0: uh, Wait, come on. <laughs> Sam Raimi's not gonna retweet this show now. No, and uh, he was uh, about, yeah.
1: I was gonna hit him up.
2: <laughs> my fa my fault, my fault.
0: Okay. All right. So uh for next week, uh do we have uh our, our plans are our firm on this yet?
1: Yeah. I, I can think, speak
2: that could speak to that. Okay, I, I think it's got this. I think that uh, Rob and Josh, you guys are scheduled to be deadites next week. Is that right?
1: That's true. It's true.
2: <laughs> well, Rob is actually, Rob, do we have a, do we, what's the countdown clock looking like? On yeah, I think that uh,
0: by, by next week we should have some uh, baby news in uh, the offing. So I think that uh, Life I my, ice. my schedule cleared for, uh, for next Friday. So I think that I'm going to uh, have a, uh, a good, some good reason to not be here for the show next Friday. So uh, I'm not going to be able to uh, be
1: here for this one.
2: And Josh, what about you?
1: I will be MIA.
2: Miami, Miami perfect. That's yeah. fantastic. <laughs> I, uh, I'll i be around. We don't. I don't think we'll do it live on Blab, but Mike Bloom and I are going to podcast about Master of None, the new Netflix series by Aziz Ansari, uh, and Alan Yang, who was in the writer's room at Parks and Rec. It's also uh, from Mike Schur, who was the Parks and Rec creator and showrunner. Uh, I watched the first two episodes today, love them, have a lot to say about them already. So we're going to watch our way through that whole show and record a podcast. So if you have any thoughts about that show or if you want to watch along with us, we will make sure that that episode drops and is available in this feed uh, for next Friday. Uh, and we will love to talk questions, so shoot them at us. Uh, I'm at mazzaro 2 z one r on Twitter. You can also tweet at, at a Mike Bloom type. Uh, we'll try to get a page up as well at, at, at Post Show Recaps. Uh, so you can tweet thoughts and questions, and we'll include those on our podcast.
0: Antonio, any of the sneak previews you could give us for other things that could be coming up?
2: Yeah, I think that there's a there's a good chance that uh, we'll probably focus on a show that a lot of people have mentioned and asked us about already, uh, which is uh, sort of an interesting product that's available on Prime right now called The Man in the High Castle. Uh, that is a uh, it's an Amazon original uh, from an interesting kind of terrifying book by philip k dick uh, who has created a who, who are a lot of great uh, pop culture things are based on philip k dick's work but this is a show where unfortunately the u.s did not win world war ii uh, and the united states is, is shared essentially the west side of the united states is run by japanese uh rulers and the east is unfortunately run by nazi germans uh, and uh, there is a resistance building up within the country and The show kind of focuses on that. I believe the first two eps are on Amazon Prime. I've watched them already. A very terrifying kind of premise uh, that has a a good chance to be a good spycraft type show. And I think we're going to talk about that at some point here in November as well.
0: Okay, good stuff. All right, so what is the hashtag here for our conversation about Ash versus Evil Dead?
1: Fear the Evil Dead.
0: (laughs) Fear the Evil Dead?
1: Yeah, I like that.
0: All right. Yeah, I like
2: that. I like Fear the yeah. *Evil Dead*.
0: Let's let's go with that. Uh, Kurt,
3: what's going on on *Once Upon a Time*? Oh, a lot of stuff. Uh, you know, Mike Bloom and I are still kind of recapping each episode. We usually record on Monday evenings. Uh, we're about you know I think what six episodes, seven seven episodes in now, and um, yeah, just kind of trucking ahead, uh, doing lots of interesting stuff. I think we both really thought this has been a really good season, a really good opening, and uh, looking forward to talking about that some more.
0: All right, well, we've got a ton of stuff going on on The Walking Dead as well. Josh and I just posted our feedback show for uh, this week's episode. You can catch that at postshowrecaps.com and then we'll be live again this Sunday night, 10, 15 p.m. Eastern time. And then... uh josh and antonio what's go, what's going on with you guys
1: we've got the leftovers leftovers is still happening we had someone in uh in the chat room who is saying uh, we need to write an open letter to hbo to not cancel the leftovers i hope that kurt being here on most shows recapped here with antonio and i doesn't doesn't trickle down into the leftovers because the leftovers is being criminally underwatched that show is awesome every episode this season has been great uh, Antonio Mazzaro is really on his A++++++ game on that podcast. It's really just, I, I have fun watching the show and talking about it, but I have more fun listening to Antonio just keep talking forever about that show. I could listen to him for hours and hours. So he's he's really great. He's, he's the all-star of that show. But the Leftovers podcast is really fun. Plus, Antonio and I, we're talking with Jeremiah Panhorse every week about Fargo. Um, so really fun stuff going on with that show as well. That show, another one. I mean, there's some great shows on right now, and those two, Are really top so look for for more podcasts on those um next week and the american horror story podcast with with me and and mr fishback those are happening those are really fun those are kind of shorter podcasts we've been shooting for about 40 minutes per episode so they're really quick listens uh but it's really fun to to hear steven navigate through that show because it's disgusting and it's uh (laughs) you know it's it's just great it's good it's good stuff
0: And this weekend, Donald Trump hosts SNL. We'll be recapping it live here on Blab on Sunday, 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. So uh, that should be a fun show as well. All right. So subscribe to our Most Shows Recap podcast feed. We do appreciate that because that's going to help us uh, get into the uh, new and noteworthy section on iTunes. If you do that or if you don't subscribe, uh, we do appreciate an honest rating. Uh, and comment on iTunes uh, for what you think about the show. Uh, So we appreciate that. Go to postshowrecaps.com slash MSR iTunes. Most shows recap for MSR iTunes. All right, guys, we will be back talking to you guys again soon. Looking forward to hearing what you guys have to say in the comments on Post Show Recaps, and take care, everybody. Bye.